I'd like to start with a little point from Fratelli Tutti, the wonderful papal document that our liturgy committee has been directing us toward on our Discipleship Sundays. It, it's very fitting indeed. There's a point in here, a paragraph that states, he asks us not to decide who is close enough to be our neighbor, but rather that we ourselves become a neighbor to all. Wow. Very fitting with today's gospel reading, is it not? There's a lot to unpack in this gospel reading, but perhaps we wouldn't be able to unpack it at all if Jesus had qualified Bartimaeus, right? No, instead, we see that Jesus opened his heart to Bartimaeus, and who was he? Well, Bartimaeus was a blind beggar sitting outside the walls of Jericho and off to the side of the road leading away from Jericho, so he certainly wasn't on anybody's radar. In fact, he was probably there so much that people might have even whisked by him without even paying him much attention at that point in time. Not Jesus, though. We see Jesus is, he's done his thing in Jericho. He and his apostles are, are leaving. They're, they're headed down the road away from Jericho toward Jerusalem, towards the fulfillment of Jesus's journey. And Jesus probably has a lot on his mind he probably is still trying to figure out how to get his apostles to get their head around what discipleship actually looks like. Because a couple of days prior to what, or, or a, a day or two prior to what we're looking at here today, we see John and James come to Jesus and they have a similar interaction to what Bartimaeus did. John and James come and say, Jesus, we want to ask something of you. Jesus uses just about the same exact words to address them that he did Bartimaeus in our reading today. What is it that you want from me? James and John famously uh, made a request that sort of flew in the face of true discipleship, did it not? They asked to be one at his right side and one at his left side, to be the most important in his kingdom after Jesus. Certainly not what discipleship looks like and not, what, not the point Jesus was trying to get his apostles to grasp. But now he sees this blind beggar that nobody has time for sitting off to the side, outside of community, outside of his family, outside of society, a castaway. Here he is, what will happen? He asks Bartimaeus the same question he did James and John. What do you want from me? Bartimaeus says, Lord, I want to see. I want to see. Certainly he wanted to see physically, he wanted to be able to function in life. He wanted to be restored to community, all the things that might happen if his sight, if his physical sight might be restored. And so he comes to Jesus and makes this request, but it seems that he wanted something more. He wanted to see like Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus's mission. He wanted to understand what it means to be a disciple. And what a beautiful point that it makes here in this reading too. Just a magnificent point. First off, Jesus didn't come right to Bartimaeus. He sent somebody, he sent a disciple to say, get Bartimaeus and bring him to me. So here comes this person to this blind man and says, okay, Jesus will see you now. What is Bartimaeus's reaction? He takes his cloak, brothers and sisters, and tosses it to the side, leaves it behind, and eagerly follows because he knows he has a chance of seeing Jesus. Why is this significant? Well, a cloak would have been important to anybody back then, but particularly so to a blind beggar. It was his 
protection against the outside world. It was his security blanket, if you will. This was something that Bartimaeus might have held on to as his only treasured possession, and he was willing to let it go on the chance of talking directly to Jesus and hearing what Jesus wanted from him, getting that direction, getting that healing on a physical and spiritual level. And so this certainly did not go unnoticed with Jesus. Yes, he, threw, he cast away his coat and he came to him. He was ready to follow. And the beautiful thing is we see Jesus restored his sight. He restored his, his standing in the, the spiritual and physical community uh, to become part of a family once again. So, but he, but he also led him in another direction. Jesus didn't ask Bartimaeus directly to come and follow him. No, he said, your faith has saved you, Bartimaeus. Go on your way. What was Bartimaeus's response? He turned around and followed Jesus on the way, it said. And what was the way? The way to Jerusalem, the way to the crucifix, the way to Easter Sunday. Bartimaeus signed up for all of this to be Jesus's disciple. You know, we talk about discipleship a lot and we have a wonderful liturgy committee that meets on a weekly basis here at St. Margaret Mary to bring discipleship to the forefront. We have Discipleship Sunday once, once every, every month. But isn't every Sunday Discipleship Sunday? Isn't every day of the week Discipleship Day? By its definition, we are called, like Bartimaeus, to answer Jesus' call and then to work to imitate and emulate the Master until we become like Him. And then, by definition, just as Jesus did, once we get our, our heads around almost beginning to accomplish that, we're called to help other people do the same thing, to go and make disciples of people of all the nations. A daunting task, it sounds like, doesn't it? And it may not be for each and every one of us to go off to some foreign country with a backpack and, and look for disciples to make. That's, that make disciples of the whole world, it can sound overwhelming. But we're just called to be disciples in every action. Every decision we make in our life is a choice to be a disciple or not be a disciple. It's really that simple. So we're called to be disciples in the, in the little sphere of influence or the larger sphere of influence that each one of us find ourselves in. I have the blessed privilege of serving the faithful at Queen of Angels Catholic Cemetery here in Winter Park. And I encounter a lot of people that are looking to find Christ in the things that are going on in their life and striving to be disciples. Some trying to find their way, some are a little further along the way and, and, and trying to do it to the best of their ability. I encountered a man and his wife this week and with his permission, I'll just briefly tell you what happened because it, it just, it struck me in knowing that I was going to be speaking about discipleship today and I won't mention any names, but he, he did give me permission to speak to it and they live over at the villages. And this, uh, this man had come in to make arrangements to, to do the unthinkable, um, the, something that, that we would all not certainly, that we would dread. He was there to make arrangements to bury his adult daughter who had lost her battle with cancer. And I couldn't help but take notice of the peace and the grace that emanated from this man. And I had to comment on it. I said, your, your faith, your grace and your demeanor is so uplifting to me, thank you. I, was like, I said, it's so faith-giving. I could only pray that I could dream to, to come near it in, in a challenging circumstance such as this. And he sat quiet for a minute and he looked straight at me and he said, I have a level of peace because I know my daughter is in heaven. I know she's in heaven now. 
said, you know, as parents, we think about all of these things that we want for our children, and we try to prepare them for life, and we try to set them up for success. And at the end of the day, what's the most important thing? That we get them to heaven, that we, become, that we make disciples in our own home and get our loved ones to heaven. That's what it's all about, discipleship, making disciples. And I thought, how beautiful. Here's a man that, that gets it. And he had derived peace from the fact that he knew that his daughter was experiencing her reward and that he as a father had tried to lead her in that direction and prepare her for that moment his whole life as best he could. And just what an example for us to, to look for the opportunities to make discipleship in whatever little challenging situation that Christ has put us in. In that moment, in that dark crevice or that corner where the challenges are and where, and where the messy moments might be, we perhaps are being called, brothers and sisters, to be disciples in a most unique way, in a place that perhaps nobody else can reach the way God intended us to reach that spot. So like Bartimaeus, let's listen for Christ's call. Let's respond to Christ's call by throwing off whatever securities that we hang on to in place of Christ. Put them in their proper order and follow Jesus at all costs. Respond to that invitation to discipleship. Every week, our liturgy committee comes up with a question of the week, one for children and one for adults. And as we've heard so many times and been reminded of recently so many times, Jesus loves for us to come to him as children. So this week, let's focus on the question that was prepared for the children. Let's look over that question and talk about it with our sons and daughters, and then let's think about it and put it on our own heart. Do I listen? when Jesus calls me. Amen.